This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number 104. On today's Get Ruth Coaching episode, we're following up with Juliana Poplin, the founder of The Simplicity Habit, about what's been happening in the six months since she first got Ruthed. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. This episode is brought to you by Elite Blog Academy, our comprehensive program for starting and growing a successful, profitable, and sustainable online business. The doors for Elite Blog Academy only open to the public once a year and will be opening very soon. To make sure you don't miss your opportunity to enroll this year, be sure to join our waiting list at EliteBlogAcademy.com. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. As always, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I'm the founder of Living Well, Spending Less and the Living Well Planner, as well as the founder of Elite Blog Academy and the New York Times bestselling author of six books, including my newest book, Do It Scared. In today's Get Ruth Coaching episode, we're following up with EBA student Juliana Poplin to find out what's happened since she first got Ruthed six months ago. And let me just tell you guys, it is pretty impressive. So as you may remember from episode 82, Juliana is the founder of The Simplicity Habit, a business devoted to helping women who are currently overwhelmed by stuff in their life become less so. During the course of her session, we discovered that Juliana struggles with a problem that is so common, and not just for entrepreneurs, but for everyone, and that's perfectionism. After starting her blog, it took six months to actually get going with the writing part because she was so worried about trying to make sure it was perfect. And that meant that the first thing that she needed to do was stop worrying about trying to be perfect all the time, especially as she started working on launching her first product. So just to recap, these were the three biggest action steps that we identified Juliana needed to take right away. First, she needed more traffic. With 15,000 visitors a month to her site, she was actually doing okay, and she was definitely well on her way, but her goal was to get to 25,000 so that she could apply for Mediavine. I told her that in order to get more traffic, she needed to start posting at least three times a week. Then she needed to make sure that she was creating multiple pins and doing a good job of optimizing every single post for SEO in order to drive more traffic. Now, we won't judge the Mediavine goal, but I'll just tell you that's not my favorite goal. That said, Juliana did need a little bit more traffic in order to start meeting any of her goals, so I was okay with her focusing on traffic for a little while. The next thing that we determined she needed to do was launch her first product. In Elite Blog Academy, this is what we call a baby seed launch. And once you hit 1,000 subscribers, you are considered ready to give it a go. And what I explained to her was that this was where her perfectionism definitely had the potential to derail her. Because when you're a perfectionist, you tend to want everything to be perfect the first time. And with products, it just doesn't happen that way. 
I told her the faster she could get that first product out there to start testing it and refining it and to see how her audience would respond, the better. And her expectation needed to not be perfection, but learning. The third thing that we talked about, although it was a little lower on the priority list, was to consider injecting a little more of her personality into her site. So I actually had the pleasure of meeting Juliana in person last summer, and I didn't really think that her website or her picture reflected how nice and fun she is. That said, I didn't want her in all of her perfectionism to get derailed by focusing time and energy on perfecting her site when her site did already look pretty good. I just wanted her to pretty much change out her picture, maybe add a little color and nothing really else. So we're going to catch up with Juliana in just a minute, but before we do, I want to make sure that you know you can download the show notes for this episode along with all the links for everything we're going to be talking about by visiting doitscared.com slash episode 104. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 104. Also, if you too have a blog or an online business or you're thinking about starting one, be sure to grab your free copy of my best-selling book, How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul. It has been completely updated for 2020, and my goal is to get it into as many people's hands as possible, which is why for a limited time, I am giving it away for free, for real. All you have to do is pay the shipping. To grab it, just go to EliteBlogAcademy.com slash book. All right, my friends, without further ado, let's find out what Juliana has been up to. Juliana, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm so excited to catch up and find out all the things that have been going on. So tell me what's been happening. It's been a very busy six months. Um, (laughs) That's actually a kind of a cool thing about having it done this way where you have six months from the first time till now. Because I don't normally like I'm such a go, go, go person that I don't really stop and think like, oh, I've done so much in this amount of time. I keep going to the next thing, to the next, yeah. thing, to the next thing. Which so I think most people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I think people who are driven. Um, mm-hmm. So you could probably relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> so it was, it was cool to like be thinking about this for the last few days. Like what has happened in six months? And I'm in a very different place than I was six months ago. So that's exciting. That is exciting. So what has happened? I did peek at your site. There are some good changes on there. So tell, tell us all about it. Okay. I'll go back over the things you told me to do and then what I did. Okay. You talked about the website design and how it didn't like scream my personality, um, but that to not spend too much time on it. So I didn't, I um, brightened up like the accent colors. I switched out my profile picture and then I left everything as is and actually decided I don't think I want to change it because even if it doesn't reflect me, I feel like it reflects what I want to reflect. And it's not supposed to be, at least I feel like it's not supposed to be about me it's supposed to be about what I'm trying to do for the people I'm trying to help. And because I'm so focused on like simple living and decluttering, I want it to look very calming and give yes. that effect. So they like step into like, okay, this is different than maybe what they would see on other sites. So yeah. I decided I'm good with how it is, at least for now. So good. I'm it not looks, gonna- I just- thought it looked really good. And I like, I think that picture actually makes all the difference. Having a picture of you, smiling and welcoming people versus the one that wasn't very friendly. It makes an amazing amount of difference. So yeah, I've well done. I'm glad you didn't spend much time on that. 
Yeah, thanks. It's because since I told you the last time, I spent way too much doing it the first time. So I didn't go down that rabbit hole and get sucked into that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked about traffic and um, posting more often. So last time I was kind of coming off the summer where I'd only been posting once a week. Um, you said maybe even go up to three. I didn't quite go up to three, but I did two every week consistently from um, the last time we talked until maybe like two weeks ago. I just had two weeks that I did one, but I'm still planning to keep stick to two. And that's been really helpful. Um, my traffic has had major change since um, I talked to you till now. I had in September two guest posts that I did that got me finally up to Mediavine qualification, which was exciting. Um, but then come December, my traffic has just taken off on its own. I am like maybe six to seven times the amount of traffic I had back in. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. So did you just have like a couple posts really start to take off? Is that? I had, I had one that was my first viral one in January that was felt kind of out of nowhere because it was not controversial in my mind, although apparently some people on the internet thought it was. <laughs> um, what was that one about? It was 25 things that make your house look cluttered. Oh. seem controversial, but then some people were reading into it that like, I'm coming into your house judging you, which is not what I was saying. Um, so that was, it was interesting. I, my favorite comment was that I'm the reason for childhood illiteracy because, <laughs> because I said one of the things was overstuffed bookshelves. So that clearly means we don't read. Yes, I can see that. I would judge, I would judge you hard for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it was that. And then I've just had a couple other ones after that, that have done really well um, and have gotten just a lot more traffic than what I had by a significant amount. So, well, six to seven times is a lot. And at the same time, you were able to increase your onsite conversion rate. Yeah. My onsite conversion rate is pretty good. So my email list, when I talked to you last time, I had just made a thousand subscribers at that point. I'm at 5,200 now, so. Wow, so your email list is five, has grown by five times since, yep. since we last talked. Holy uh, cow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's was, amazing. Yeah, and I think, I think in January, February was like most of that. So it went from like 2,000 at the end of the year to 5,000 between the end of the year and now. Wow, which is only like l less than two months. Yeah. So that's amazing. Okay. So I, I just, for anybody who's listening right now, cause this is something that I've talked about before. If you're an, an elite blog Academy student, you've probably heard me talk about this during office hours, but I talk about this trajectory for bloggers that is so typical. And you've probably, you probably heard me talk about it and you were probably like, yeah, right. I'm just going to be on the flat line forever. But this is what happens. Like you're on this flat line. And for some people it is, months. For some people, it's years. It takes longer. Generally, if you're not doing things very strategically the way Juliana has been doing for the last few months, but then you get to that point where you hit, you hit like the tipping point. Some, you have some post that takes off, you have something that just starts to connect and all of a sudden it just skyrockets. And it's this mm -hmm. hockey stick trajectory where all of a sudden it goes. So did you, as that was happening, did you see that it was happening? Yeah, I was kind of freaking out. <laughs> it was funny. When I had done the guest post back in September, that was like the first major traffic spike I'd ever had. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's 75 people on my website at one time. That's insane. Um, but this one was like, I was on, it felt so different being on my own platform. Um, that yes. it was like, I'm not, I'm not borrowing somebody else's viewers. This was people that just actually found me through me. And 
um, were reading it and it was crazy. I kept taking screenshots of it. And I was like, I'm going to remember this. Like it was never going to happen again kind of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, it was was very exciting. Very exciting. Okay. So now it's time to delete the Google analytics app from your phone. I don't have it on my phone. I never did. (laughs) Okay. Good. My computer, but I've even actually taken it off where I don't have the link up on my computer anymore because it was just too distracting. So yeah. 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 It is easy to start to get obsessed with that. Okay. But that is... That's amazing. That's exactly where I would want you to be. And that's exactly why publishing, when you're kind of in that needing to grow your traffic phase, once you've got your message refined, you know who you're talking to, you got your avatar figured out, that's when you start to focus on, okay, now I just got to get this message out here as much as possible. Yeah. But now, so now it's going to happen. What, what, like, what, well, so what other big changes? I'll happen? talk about the product too, because that's a bit thing. Okay. But right before I go into that, I do want to tell the people who are listening who feel like it's going to take forever because. Honestly, I feel like I spent six months getting started, just getting the foundation going. I spent a year like really working on this where I felt like, why is this not happening? Why is this not happening? It took me a lot longer than what I had anticipated and expected. And it wasn't from lack of trying. Um, I kept putting in the work and just kept feeling like it's not happening yet. It's not happening yet. So it really does take a lot of dedication, um, even when you're not seeing the results. So I just want to encourage people if they're in that place, just keep going because it's hard. Yes. Yes. Because it all, it's very cumulative. All of the stuff that you were doing, everything that you were doing up until that point was building on it. So even though you weren't seeing the results, you hadn't hit that tipping point yet. It was all adding into that thing. And that's where it's, I've been using this analogy lately too. It's like an egg, right? An egg is, you don't see the outside results of anything that's happening inside the egg, but can you say nothing's happening? It's not just one day, this chicken pops out. There's all of this stuff that's going on in the inside. And then all of a sudden one day you have this breakthrough and that's where it's like, oh my gosh, this is really dramatic. So you're in the incubation stage, be patient, just keep working. And you just hear so many stories, even though I think they're the few and the far between of the people who in like six months were killing it. And I'm just, I don't know. I think that so skews our perspective for what is real and attainable that, yeah. Well, I think even if you dig into those stories of people that like made somehow made it happen in six months, there's something, there's something more that incubation period still takes longer. So it's either they had, they had an existing platform or they had existing experience or they had something from before that, where they started, where that had like helped them move a little faster or accelerate a little faster. And so yeah. truly like you're not doing anything wrong. That's just, that's just the way that it works. Right. Yes. So the other big thing you tasked me with was doing my yes. first product. So that gave me, I think I had three weeks from when we talked to you to when I rolled out my beta. So I did that. And okay. how'd that go? I had about 11 people, which was good. I was happy with that. Um, that went yeah. through the beta program for six weeks. And, and then was- I that was to your list at the time of like 1,100 people, right? Yeah. yeah, that was about what I had at the time. Um, I expected it was going to be a little bit more just because it was beta pricing, but then it was fine. It was fine that it wasn't. Um, so I went through um, with those students for about six weeks, and then I had about maybe a month before I rolled it out again. So I tried for, um, since it was a decluttering course, I tried for December 26th, day after Christmas, and it was through um, January 3rd. And I did like eight emails. I did all the social media things. I didn't run ads because I didn't feel equipped to have any idea what I was doing there yet. Um, 
but I tried all the things and I did not actually have very good success with that. With the, with the, um, big launch afterwards. Correct. I only had three sales, which my list was twice the size. Um, of course the product was more at that point. Mm -hmm. I sold it for 137. Um, but I was quite surprised that, um, the sales were as low as they were, but at the same time, I tried to keep my expectations low because I had never done anything like that before and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect. Um, So the day after the sale was done, I sent an email to everybody on the list and said, can you please just tell me why you weren't interested in it? Like I didn't even make it a survey because I felt like the survey was one more step of something they would have to do. So I just said, reply and answer like these two questions. Yeah. um, I gave them incentive too. I said, you can pick any one of my workbooks for free and gave you an Amazon gift card. So I got good replies. I had like hmm, 80 so um, people write back and say why. And for most people, it was the timing. What I didn't think about, like I thought everybody's into decluttering at this time, which is true, but also nobody was into spending money. So that that didn't really work out so well. Yeah. I can see that. I bet it would do really well for like spring cleaning type stuff. Like that. And it was a little soon. So I would say a couple of things like just off the, off the top of my head, like I love it. First of all, I love that you did a survey to find out. Second of all, I love that you launched a product, which is amazing. So like kudos to you and to sell 11 of to a list of a thousand people or 1100 people. I mean, that's like a 1% conversion rate to your list, which is like right in line of where you would want to be. So there's nothing that's concerning about that. Um, so a few things that I would have, like, what I would have predicted from doing it a month later, I mean, even if your list was twice as big, the, like, the number of people that you launched it to, those were all brand new people to your list, right? That, and that was a hundred, a, more than a hundred dollar product yeah, for people who were brand new to your list right after Christmas. So could definitely factor in clearly that's what they, the feedback that you got yeah. and, um, and the people that you had already launched it to had just seen it for half the price. So those are two different things working against you. So yeah. I, I don't think that I would let that discourage you. Um, how was the feedback for the actual course when you did the beta? It was pretty good. I think a lot of people felt like six weeks was not enough time for them to do all of it. So it was hard. I tried to get, I surveyed them as well and tried to get some testimonials from it. But I think for most people, they felt like they couldn't give a testimonial yet because they weren't totally finished. Um, okay. And so I didn't have too much to go off for that. I got a little bit, but um, yeah, I feel like the feedback I got was that the content in it was good. Um, a couple people said it'd been, it would have been helpful to have me go through it like week by week in a Facebook group. So I had said in the promotion, like, I'm going to do that. That's really awkward when only one of your three people who bought it <laughs> joins the Facebook group, right? Yeah. So did you let the other people join? Yes. So I did, I, I did roll over the people that were in there into the new group. Um, yeah. I only had, and because I have a, an odd amount of people on my list don't do social media. I think it's with mm-hmm. like the simplifying things. Some people simplify social media and just don't use yeah, it. So the sense. Facebook group wasn't totally appealing to everybody. Mm. Um, but I still, every week I'm going in and saying, this is your assignment this week. Cause I said I was going to do it. So even if nobody yeah. does it, I'm yeah. following through. Um, but I'm coming up with different ideas of how I could do this differently. Um, I still keep asking the question, like when is the best time of year for you to declutter to like my closed Facebook group and still trying to get more feedback. It seems like 
for a lot of people, it's at different times. So that makes mm-hmm. it a little harder for like, when do you plan a launch when, yeah. when your results are all over the map? So. Yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, a lot of t- like for you, that's the type of product that you're probably going to want to launch several times a year. But I th- would say that your two big launch periods would probably be spring and do like spring cleaning theme. And then right after back to school time, because that's like anytime it's new beginnings. And I can see why you would do beginning of the year, you would also think like new year decluttering. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes like for me, that's a super hot time, but I have a planner. So most people want to start their planner like in January. Yeah. Um, So I would say I would like off the top of my head, I would guess those two times for you. If you're like the purpose of a beta launch is to get feedback Mm -hmm. and to change the course per per the feedback that you're getting. So really figure out, and what I think probably one of the things that I would recommend for you to change if you're not getting the really good, because the other purpose of a beta launch is to get really good testimonials because that's going to help sell it and help really make the compelling sales copy for the for the future stuff that you do. So um, one of the things that I would highly, highly recommend um, switching up with your course if you for the next time that you launch it. And you can run multiple beta launches. I would also maybe have um, like, you might've raised the price a little too too high, too fast. And you could run it as like an, another beta launch, another test, another promotional thing. Um, like I would test out the pricing a little bit based on your experience. But um, one of the things that I find super effective with courses is to make sure that the very first lesson that you give people gives them a very concrete, very big aha moment, quick win. Mm. So that even if they don't get all of decluttering fixed for themselves, they do something that feels so good and like they're winning that it gives them, it gets them ready to give you a testimonial just because of that first lesson. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's a good idea. So yeah, like, and this goes, if you're listening, like if you're thinking about creating a course, I would highly recommend that anytime you create a course or a program or anything, be very careful about how you structure it. Because a lot of times what our tendency is to do um, with courses is we want to make it, we, we're like, okay, well, we have to start with the foundations of things and we have to get people like ready or, or set up or, or, and, and to do kind of some of the boring stuff first. And that doesn't always give them the like, like instant gratification that actually gives them this encouragement to move forward. Does that make sense? So you got to give them like, throw them a bone. (laughs) This is basically what it comes down to. Um, And that will help the overall success rate of your course. Because if people feel like have a great feeling about it from the very beginning, if there's something right in the beginning that they can go, oh my gosh, this was amazing. um, It will, it'll change the way they view the entire course. And do you think that um, it's almost always the way to go to have it be open and closed rather than doing like an evergreen thing? Yes. Um, I think that you can run evergreen like in the background or do some sort of evergreen promotion. But I think that it is that people, even with your evergreen, you need to have, it needs to close. Like the, if you're, if you are running an evergreen, that's like a private offer Mm -hmm. to somebody who takes your webinar or somebody, you know, who joins your list, you do a, a private flash sale or something like that. 
um, on an evergreen basis, there has to be an end <laughs> because right. people need the deadline. And, and if you want to sell more, you have to give people the deadline. If it is always available, they will never be compelled to buy. Truly, like that just is human nature. And I mean, even with your sales, you probably saw that, especially on the launch that you sold 11, that probably a lot of your sales came on the very last day. Yep. Because that's just how it works. People wait. And, and even within that, like we usually see that the bulk of our sales on the last day come in the last hour because it's just people will wait <laughs> until the very last minute every single time. And if there's never a last minute, most of those people won't be compelled to buy even something that they really want. It's it's the craziest thing. So um, overall, if you want to sell more, especially for a course or a program, um, you gotta have you gotta have limited availability in a cart cart open, cart closed system. Okay. And the other thing I was wondering too is how do you know? So I know like you're always talking about testing things, but when you're looking at something like sales copy versus pricing. If you're rolling something out only a couple times a year, how do you decide mm -hmm. which things to change and when? Because that seems like it's going to make it a much longer process if it's not. Yeah. So that's that's a really good question. And that's where Evergreen is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, if you have a sales page and you decide, and this is probably, this is definitely something that I would recommend for your program. So you've got all these people who are opting into your list. For, well, first thing I'm going to I'm gonna recommend, because I went on your site, here's, I'm just going to give you unsolicited advice because I don't want to run out of time and not tell you this. Um, so I went onto your site, and which looks really good, by the way. I saw your pop-up, which looked really good. I'm really excited that you've got, <laughs> you've got your pop-up going, your eight, eight tips for decluttering or whatever it was. Like that looked really good. But when I opted in, it didn't do anything. Like it didn't um, send me to a thank you page. There's no tripwire. On that one, so actually, I just, why is there I, no tripwire? Did just actually this last week set up my first tripwire, so I just you did got it in there. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't set it up with that particular opt-in yet. Um, I was trying to decide whether or not you do it with basically everything that ties in, because I have um, a decluttering workbook that I did for that ties into like all my other opt-ins except that one. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was about clutter. Yeah. That, so that the eight quick wins one is the only one I didn't tie to it yet, but I will. But that brings me yes. to this point. So my tie it in. My tripwire that I just did has a terrible conversion. So that's the other okay. like the other reason I haven't done it yet is I'm like, I want to figure out what's wrong before yeah. putting it out more. Yeah. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. So I would I like first of all, I would get it going everywhere. Um get it hooked up everywhere. And because you want to have as many data points as possible and be checking that conversion rate. But then that's, that's one of the things that I would probably test first. So, and you've got quite a bit of traffic now, you have a pretty decent conversion rate. So you're probably getting what a hundred people opting in a day. Uh, around that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, which is amazing. So think about that. I mean, just that alone from your organic traffic, if you can get your conversion rate up to 10%, that would be, and how much are you selling this thing for? Um, it's 27 normally. I was trying the tripwire at 19, which may be too high. So I, yeah. Probably. I'm kind of trying to just figure out what to price it at. Because I don't want it to be super cheap. I don't want it to be like under $10. Yeah, I wouldn't do it under $10. I don't like tripwires that are under $10. So, but I, but 19 might be too high if the regular price is 27. So I would maybe do try like 12 um, or, 11, you know, 11 might be good, half price, $13, something like that. 
1350 if you wanted to do it like exactly half price could be a really great thing to test. Um, but that would be the that would be the first thing that I split test. So are are you using lead pages then for your tripwire pages? I use Elementor for all of it, and then I bought Carafid's um, Confident Funnels. So that's what I've used to design my sales pages and tripwire. Okay. Um, I don't know. Care. I I mean I know Carafid. I don't know what um, pages she's promoting. Um, I'm sure she's promoting really good stuff. I will say in my um, experience, we have found that lead pages converts higher than anything else. So we use that for all of our tripwire pages, all of our sales pages, all of our everything. We have tested it extensively. We have tried multiple times to switch off of it because there are some downsides to lead pages. Like the, it can be a little clunky, um, for designing stuff, but it just, for some reason it converts so much better. And everybody else that I've talked to about lead pages says the same thing. Like it just converts better. I don't know why. So I would probably like if you're wanting to increase your conversion rate, I would I would consider switching okay. um, and testing that out. But one of the cool things about lead pages and one of the, the one of the great things about about lead pages is that you can then A B split test. So you can set up a your tripwire page and you can set up a you know, you can split it, test it, A, B, C, you can do as many variants as you want, and it's going to split up that traffic into different things. So if you want to split test three different price points, you can then A, B split or A, B, C split test the three different price points, and it'll randomly put people into those ones. And you'll be able to see very quickly which one um, seems to be converting the, the fastest. So I would get your tripwire converting um, really fast or, or as, as as soon as you possibly can, I would work on getting your tripwire converting better, getting that connected to everything and getting that converting better because that's going to just, you've got a lot of great traffic now and you've got a lot of people opting in organically. So you're not even running ads. So that's all, if you can get that converting, that's just free money. You have it set, say you, say you find that at 1350, it converts like crazy and you get a 10% conversion rate on that. That's $130 a day that you would be earning just from the traffic that you already have. Like you see how fast that adds up, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I would be thrilled with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who wouldn't be thrilled with that? So from there, then I would say probably within your welcome sequence, what I would love to see you do is build out your welcome sequence um, to be instead of, I don't know how long it is right now, if it's like a few emails, yes. to build that out to be more like a few weeks of emails where you have a bunch of stuff where you um, are really warming people up. And then maybe after two or three or four weeks of being on your list, you could you definitely want to test this out, like where where in the sequence it should go. You run a flash sale for your product. Um, for your bigger product to the new people that are on your list. And so that's where you're testing the evergreen and you have whatever your sales page is, then you're, you know, you're getting people in there so you can start, you have people coming in there and so you can start split testing your sales page and seeing how you can get that conversion rate up to, and you can test, you can split test your copy. Like that's where in your evergreen sequence, even though you're only launching once a year in your evergreen sequence is when you're testing all this stuff out. So, flash so that was sailing. a really long answer to your question. <laughs> no, that's good. So flash sailing the course is what you're saying in the welcome sequence? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where you're selling it all the time. Like you asked, should I be selling this all the time? Well, yes and no. I want you to be selling 
you, you want to get sales all the time, but you don't want to be just have it on your site and have it available all the time to everyone. So selling it to, you know, if you have people opting into your list to have it, making that part of your sales sequence and offering them an exclusive private opportunity, a private flash sale, um, where they also have a cart close. And again, with, with, uh, lead pages, the beauty of lead pages is that you, they have timers on their page like that you can use and they have a lot of really great tools for setting all of that stuff up. That's cool. One thing I've seen that I was curious what you thought of this. So I've seen, um, somebody who sets it up as evergreen where she has like the course that's available. Like you could go buy it. Hers is a blogging course. So it's like $2,000. But if you watch mm -hmm. the webinar, it's like you get $500 off, but it has something set up. It's essentially set up like a tripwire, but longer. So it gives you like a week and she sends you all these emails during that week. And then once the week's up, it times out and it goes back to the normal price. Like, have you ever seen something like that or have an opinion on that kind of thing? Um, I have not seen that exact scenario. I think it's in, it would be interesting to test. I mean, it's definitely, there's all, like what she's doing is giving you the sense of urgency. So for the sense of urgency for hers is that it's, you're only going to get this lower price for a certain amount of time. So that might work just as well for your audience. Yeah. Like that's something that you could definitely test and see what happens. And maybe you get a few sales that are at that full price, but the, I guarantee you the bulk of your sales will come from people who have the sense of urgency. Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of the same thing. It's just run a little bit differently. Yeah. That makes sense. Very good ideas. <laughs> well, so what else? Do you have any other questions or you just feel like you're uh, ready to conquer the world these days? So ready to conquer the world. <laughs> No, I'm feeling good about things. Um, the sales stuff is still, you know, what I'm working on and figuring out, but I feel like I'm doing the work to try to figure out what to change and make sure yeah. to it. But yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty impressed with the, all the progress that you've made in six months. It's pretty amazing, actually, to see how far you've come and to watch that, to see that your traffic's taken off. Like that gets me super excited. I think if you can get this sales thing figured out and, and honestly, truly, it's just a matter of testing, 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 testing. Like now you're going to be into the stage where you just have to try different things, try different headlines, try different price points. You're still learning. Everything that's happening with your products right now is all a work in progress. It might be that you have to, you know, whatever your tripwire workbook is, maybe it needs a different cover. I would test out different cover options or different... 3D images, like you never know what the thing is that's going to actually start converting until you start testing it. Um, and that's it. That's something that almost never ends. So I wouldn't suggest, <laughs> here's what I wouldn't suggest, is creating like 10 more products um, until you've really honed in on these ones and what's, and what's working with those. And then the other thing I would do is really work on getting those testimonials and getting some good case studies for, from, your, from your students so that you can start using that because people love a good, a good story yeah. and they love understanding the transformation. And, and what they're going to get. So a lot of times, this is going to be my final piece of wisdom. A lot of times in our courses, like we know what people need. Um, and so we, and in our sales copy, we tend to focus on selling them what we know they need, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. We're going to sell them on all the things, all of our solutions, all the things that we know we need. But what we have to do is actually sell them what they want and deliver them what they need. Because if you're talking too much about all of the things that you know is what they actually need, 
um, but not actually repeating their language back to them and speaking to speaking to that that thing that they want more than anything else, um, that might be where your sales copy is falling a little short. So I would definitely look into that and get some feedback on that. That's a great suggestion. All right. Well, thanks for checking in with me and I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such great motivation and accountability to get my butt in gear. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Bye, Julia. Bye. You know, it's pretty amazing to see all the changes that have happened in just six months for Juliana. And honestly, I am so excited to see what happens next for her, especially as she starts really monetizing with all this traffic she's now getting. So in the meantime, don't forget that if you would like to get all the show notes for this episode along with all the links to everything that we talked about, you can find it at dowitscared.com slash episode 104. Once again, get all the show notes and links on our website at dowitscared.com slash episode 104. And then don't forget to grab your free copy of my best-selling book, How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul at eliteblogacademy.com slash book. And then before we go, I just want to say as always that I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today, any other topics you want to see addressed here on the podcast, Any questions you want me to answer in our quick win episodes, please feel free to reach out either via email at ruth at ruthsukup.com or just by messaging me on Instagram. And that about does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Sukup podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, I would love it if you would post a review on iTunes. And then while you're there, be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes, don't you dare miss next week's episode because I am talking with the one, the only, Susie Moore. Susie, as you probably already know, is one of my very dearest friends. She has been on the podcast two times already. This will be her third time. She is an expert in building your self-confidence, and she is the author of the brand new book, Stop Checking Your Likes. Guys, it is so good, and so is she, so don't miss it. And I will catch you then. Mm